Welcome to the Redemption Unveiled podcast, where we believe Christians should be the absolute leaders in relationship health. I get it. Relationships are stressful. They're hurtful and confusing. Most of us aren't even sure how to handle the painful betrayals or how to put up boundaries. However, we should feel confident in how we handle our relationship challenges. So be sure to join me every Wednesday on this podcast to become clear in how to handle these difficult things, which is key to living the life we are called to and feeling connected to the God that we love. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. So I have been getting so much great feedback on all of this betrayal series that I've been doing and the podcast episodes, because the truth is, is I just think we're all going through these very difficult things in our relationships and relationships are tough. That's just the end of it. Okay. So today I know it's going to be a very popular episode because I have such a great conversation for you to listen to. Okay, this is my really good friend, Hannah, and um, her husband, Blake. <laughs> Blake's my good friend, too, but they are the cups. And we've had Hannah on before as she talked about her very difficult experience of her son being diagnosed with a an illness or a disease. And she talked about that. Well, today I have both of them on to discuss the very difficult season they went through after that diagnosis and how it affected their marriage. You guys, here's what I need you to know. I'm obsessed with with people. I'm obsessed with relationships. I am obsessed with living life out. Um, Hannah is a, a friend of mine that I've known since I was three. And I'm friends with her and her sisters and her mom. And these are people that I've lived decades with, okay? And I believe that all of us, if we are Christians, we should have relationships that are decades long, not just years long, okay? And you're going to see and hear the power of relationship in their lives and, and the power of communication and grief. Guys, grief is a part of relationships. Grief is a part that I think a lot of people don't understand that almost every relationship, we need to have grief a part of it that we we can allow ourselves to let go of what we expected it to be and accept what it is. Okay, that's another topic. However, I mean, this is a, an amazing conversation. Before we get started in that, I want to let you know that I am hosting a free masterclass on Sunday, September 25th, okay? This masterclass is all going to be about understanding betrayal and understanding your betrayal and why the person that has hurt you or people that have hurt you, why they did so. Um, there's different types of betrayal. And one of the things that I truly believe is that when you understand betrayal, you can actually help it not hurt so much. Okay, because the thing is, is the confusion is what keeps us trapped. Not understanding why people do what they do is what keeps us stuck and what keeps us feeling hurt. The truth is, is that we need to understand why people do what they do. There's different reasons for betrayal. There's three different reasons and three different motivations for for betrayals and the different kinds. And so I want to teach that to you. I want to teach it to you so that your betrayals don't have to keep hurting you so much. <laughs> because 
People hurt. People suck. People are hurtful. You guys know that I believe that. I also believe that people are worth it. It's worth it. We need boundaries. We need understanding. We need wisdom. And that's part of what this betrayal masterclass is for. And I'm doing it for free because I really want anyone who wants to learn these things, I want to help you. I want to help you with it. Okay, I do. It's like the call of God on my life. Here I am. I want to do this. Okay, so If you are interested in this free class now, I'm doing it live, but if you can't join me live, you will have a limited time access to the replay. So you're going to want to go ahead and get signed up for it. I'm not going to share it anywhere else except through this um, sign up. So you need to go to understandyourbetrayal.com and sign up. It is a free masterclass and I am so excited. It just is, it's really cool how this stuff is coming together. Now, I'm going to go ahead and get started and share with you the conversation I had with Hannah and Blake. And guys, this is just cool. This is a cool conversation and I am happy and privileged to be the one who gets to share this with you and to get to be um, a small part of their, their story. Enjoy, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And I have two amazing people to introduce you to today. And these are my friends, which actually, Hannah, you've been on. You were on yes, just I, a few weeks ago. I was, so yes, you're I'm excited Quite to be the back. regular these days. Oh, Welcome. <laughs> so I decided I needed to have another discussion with you. So Hannah, you were on, and now today we've invited your husband, Blake. Hello. <laughs> no, Blake, good luck. All right, thank you, thank you. Let's do this. I, yeah, I think you can hang with us. I, I think, think you'll so. be fine. So... Coming up, I'm actually going to be offering some courses or teaching on betrayal. I, you guys know this about me, but I am obsessed with relationships. I'm obsessed with like the church and who God has called us to be and how to live that out. And I'm a firm believer that relationships suck. Like, I'm a firm believer of that. And I'm also a firm believer that they are literally the only thing really worth like fighting for this horrible experience that is so hurtful but yet I don't know I believe that there's such power in relationship and so you see an attack on all levels you know marriage parenting friendship siblings like I I, that's just my view and I'm probably pretty like this is like my jam like I'm obsessed with it so no no, I agree because I think it's worth once you get through the hard and you've decided to work through it and you come out the other side, there's more depth in that relationship. And then when you're in the good, it's even better right. because you chose to work through yes. the hard. And it brings you closer together, even though at the time, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I'm one of those, which again, you guys know this about me, but I am a... Like I see the, I see the value in the, in the conflict, in the kind of let's get this, you know, let's get it out on the table, let's discuss, and then let's move forward. But that doesn't mean that the conflict at all is easy, especially if you're in still the stage of kind of confusion. Like, Mm -hmm, for sure. Like kind of, I think conflict in relationship, no matter what relationship we're talking about, just gets us really confused because there's fair 
there's right and wrong, there's who I should be, this is what I should do, but this is not, but they're not playing by those rules. No, so they're gets, not. Well, and sometimes, and sometimes they not. create their own set of rules. Exactly. Yes. We're both playing by our own rules, which is what yes. is so difficult about relationships. And you have to learn to For sure. compromise, let go, give. And accept. Sacrifice. And accept. accept, like some things maybe that I expected to co- coming into this relationship. I have many relationships like that where I've realized like, oh, this is my expectation. I have to shift now. Yes. So I really wanted to have you guys specifically on because, Hannah, we've talked about this many times through our friendship and I was walking it with you too. Yeah. Of just last time you were on, anyone who wants to listen is um, episode 67. It was June 22nd and it's with Hannah. It says, when it feels like God failed you. And we discussed your journey yes. of your son, specifically, being mm-hmm. diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. Yes. And so we really talked that that big journey. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. had touched on your marriage in that podcast. And I really wanted to have Blake on so you guys together, we could have that discussion of what does that really look like in marriage when you thought you had something and then you felt like you lost something that you thought you would never lose. And then yes. figuring out how you find something new. So let's sure. touch a little bit more on, let's overview a little bit on how you guys met and how your relationship was when when you when it began. Yes. <laughs> do you want to touch on it? Or do you want me to yeah, go ahead. You go first. Well, I think both of us did not date, like I said the last time, up until we met. And we were both, I was 20. 324 he was 22 23 we met when we were both in ultrasound school after both of us both of us had family friends that married young so i mean young like 18 19 20 so we were you felt old waiting and so when we met it was a whirlwind romance uh we met and knew we were getting married within 6 months engaged within 9 beyond expectation fairy tale married and we were married two years before I actually had Beckham and that was all I mean we were so honeymoon phase for three and a half years hardly fought and Blake you're really I would I would classify you as a fairly strong communicator for a guy like you are and I think that's something that you love like when you finally met a partner and then you had someone that could really meet you on the level that you enjoy walking life with and so that's that I feel like before everything with Beckham, I would think you guys would have both viewed your marriage as pretty strong oh, and for sure. good communication. We had very deep communication about our expectations of how many kids we were going to have, how we we're going to raise kids, how we were going to live life with God, what our marriage was going to look like. Just what like home, really I mean, on the same page. Yeah, and yeah, like we even felt like it. the view of like having like just family, like my sense of family, like I have a really big family. Um, but when Hannah and I got married, like my whole mindset shifted to this is my family. Everything else is set aside. Like, and we've gone to bat and family things in the past with with many things. Or, um, but I think that mindset of like, this is my family, nothing else matters yeah. outside of here, so I will do whatever I have to for this piece. Yeah, so you life. really felt the shift of prioritizing. You guys were a unit. Yes. We were a unit, was... and you didn't, you hurt one, you hurt, I mean, it yeah. was, we really took on that where we are and one. There, there was we a lot of... Both of us are 
None of us. <laughs> and there was a lot of that, like, oh, wait, I got to ask Hannah uh, before yeah. we make that decision. Or I got to ask Blake before we make that decision. I mean, yeah. it was very solid. You're just yeah. on a really good page. We were. I thought we were on a good page with how we were going to have babies. Even when we had complications in my pregnancy, we handled that as a team. Mm-hmm. It was all good. <laughs> Until that diagnosis came through. <laughs> So we kind of discussed last episode, and I highly recommend everyone go back to listen to it, uh, episode 67, but we discussed the depths of the discouragement, grief, and basically just being slapped across the face with this diagnosis, and we talked about a little bit how it affected your marriage, and we definitely went into how it affected you and your relationship with God, Yeah, but... Early on, right when you guys got that diagno- diagnosis, did you feel like in the, you know, in the beginning, you guys were pretty much, like you were still good and it was more implementing as time went on that you felt, or was it like immediately the diagnosis and you processed it differently? I wouldn't say it was immediate. I think because that first phone call, and obviously we do recognize people have walked through harder things. For us, this was the biggest grief that we've walked through. And when you got that call, I remember us both being very upset together, consoling each other, holding Beckham in our bed, crying. We had all of our, you know, some of you guys show up that day. And so I would say probably I think a it all, week. Yeah, It was probably a week when we started noticing, oh, I don't know this man. And he was probably thinking, I don't know this woman because... When I deal with grief or if some, any emotion I have besides being happy, if you've upset me, hurt my feelings, it comes out angry. <laughs> I think, though, when it really started for us was really after that first appointment in Children's Mercy. After we, week. yeah, maybe it was. Uh, after we, they basically said, your, your child has a life expectancy of this. Like, nothing a parent wants to hear, right? And I think that's where probably both of us inside just triggered to this self-preservation kind of like pulled back and you're like hunker down internally yes and you kind of i mean you go through that you shut down yeah and you think that you're processing it together but then you quickly realize you're not (laughs) well Well, and i think i think marriage is interesting because and i mean i i see this in small things in my in myself but it's like when I'm starting to feel vulnerable or like I failed or something bad is happening, like I, I'll pull back. Mm-hmm. But then I get, like I expect Carter to come and give, like come meet me where I'm at because I'm in a vulnerable place. Yeah. And he, it's his job, you know, yes. in my mind to come recognize how hard this moment is for me. Yes. And I'm thinking in this situation, which is an extreme case mm-hmm. of, you both pulling back, going through this, like the hardest thing you've ever been through. Yeah. You're looking at him thinking, why aren't you the person that should be here for me, not here for me? And you're yes. looking at her thinking, why are you like not here for me? This is so hard for me. <laughs> yes. Well, I think as you, everybody processes things differently. And both of us are very much, we like things done our way. Our way is the right way. <laughs> well, like, I think having, you know, any parent, when you have your first kid, right, you have to start finding this balance of, like, mom's not always right, even though she thinks she is. <laughs> and dad's also, like, that are involved. I'm a very heavily involved parent. So, like, I was trying to do things or, you know, you have to find that balance in general. But then when you add in this, yes. it's like, 
now it's even complicated because then I get frustrated because on another level, because this is my son, like I can do it. And she's like, no, I'm mom. So I get to do it. You know, like it's, you just add more to that mix of already being first time parents for something that we've never done before. And none of your family or friends that normally would be like, oh, do it like this. Or, oh, they're not sleeping. Or, oh, well, try this. Like no one, not that people couldn't still help you with the parenting department, but everyone's a little bit like, I don't know what, if I can give you this advice with this situation, like maybe that is a big deal or maybe this isn't a big deal, you know? So ever all these things you're having to talk to doctors yes. and, and trying to figure out, even with the doctor's advice, what is your guys's approach? Because For what sure. you found through the years is you found something that you guys feel peaceful together with. Yes. But. Well, and I think too, we were getting new information thrown at us. We had appointments with Beckham every month. So every month brought another dagger or like heartache into the mix and like you said like I think we process it differently we both now we can look back and see he has different triggers different things that hurt him harder Mm -hmm. I have different triggers so when he would have a trigger be like it's not a big deal why are you even worrying about right and would get mad and then he would do the same to me about my triggers and I mean hindsight now you wish you could be like okay what how how can I help you work right how can we make this easier but in that moment he was just adding something to your plate and you were feeling that you didn't even need on your plate. And it's like you're viewing his issue as like, seriously, you're not valuing that I'm stressed. Yes. And I'm not like, as I know I was thinking, I think he was feeling like when you would say, well, that's not a big deal. Like, why are we worried? You're downplaying my fear, sadness. Like you're downplaying all of that. And we were also angry. Right. And so... We had never taught, I mean, when we had arguments, we were able to have discussions. I became a yelling maniac woman sometimes. <laughs> so that was something he hadn't seen. It was just all this rage was coming out. And sadly, it was directed at someone that he felt like, I- I'm supposed to treat you, cherish you, treat you kindly. And I wasn't. But then I didn't feel like he was always one that just supported me, loved me, whatever. I mean, it was just whatever you need will do. And it came to, we're not... I'm, I'm not doing that for sure. And, and, and it's interesting because, like, there's two big major things with cystic fibrosis, right? There's the, the weight mm-hmm. issue, the food piece, and then there's the, like, pulmonary stuff that they have to do. She latched on to the eating, the weight, and all this. I latched on to the pulmonary stuff, you know, because she was feeding Beckham, right? And then, like, I was the one up all night. If he was coughing, I was the one up all night with him. So we had two different pillars. Yes, the other one kind of affected each other yeah. a little bit, but... For the most part, she lashed onto something, I lashed on something to this journey, and we, like she said, we were not we understanding clashed. to each and other. And not we... realizing that it was important, like, not valuing what was important to him. Yeah. And what's interesting to me when I hear you say that, I'm, I, and of course this is perspective, I'm sure you guys yeah. feel the same now, but that's interesting to me how, in some ways, it's like, that feels like a real strength that God gave you, like... He gave you that peace to take as your part and you he gave you the peace so that you could both have your peace. But oh, then sure. in your own processing, it felt like the other was yes. the enemy. But you're like in my thought of like, well, that's really cool that you were able to kind of, okay, you take on that and that you weren't feeling like both. But no, for sure. That's how we feel now, because as we walk, once we got through that first year and really walked through that journey, you realize when he struggles, I'm not struggling. So I can be strong for him. When I'm struggling now, he's not. And so, and we did have to learn 
how to be that way for each other and have discussions, but it took a good... Yeah, because sometimes being blinded in that time, like, I feel like it was, like, I made choices that were not good. Um, You know, like I said, she had the feeding piece and the the food, like, the weight gain, all that thing. I had a pulmonary. When we found out that while breastfeeding, he was aspirating some stuff, that affected my territory. (laughs) And I stood firm and basically stripped her of something that she loved as a mom, which was breastfeeding. Like I made the decision, we're not, you're, you're affecting our kid. And that was poor judgment on my side. There were things we could have done differently, but that just dug in even yeah. more to you're this like, whole this big This is problem. no discussion. Like yeah. I am drawing the line. This has to and be And it done. just created a bigger divide between us and our marriage. I mean, like there were things like that, that happened throughout this year that just kept getting bigger and bigger divides between us that we were just... Oh, no, for sure. Hurt yeah. each other almost. Not, not intentionally, but almost intentionally. Like, you didn't no, mean I, to, but it was like... Well, I was going to say, I, I, I know sadly, this is hurting you, but I'm going to take more yes. for the team because I'm doing this for my child that I oh, love. Oh, no, for sure. Because sadly, I think there was some times, like, out of hurt, you're like, well, you've hurt me. Yeah. I know that this is going to affect you, so I'm saying this to hurt you. <laughs> right. And I know there came a point in time, and I know both of us remember exactly where we're at. Beckham was eight months old. And we were in our living room, sitting across from each other, and I, both of us were just like, I don't even think I like you anymore. There's no tears. No crying <laughs> no t- anymore. I mean, we were like, down, I mean, it was, and I was like, I don't even know that I can do this marriage anymore. I mean, and this is something I dreamed. Eight months right. ago, you guys were on oh, cloud nine sure. I was like, I don't even know child. that I can be married to you anymore. And we were both just like, I don't know what else we can, I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of being this person. Like, neither of us were happy with who we were, and... It truly was by the grace of God that we... Yeah, we, we basically stayed. were sitting by each other. And I'm like, this is it. Either we're going... This is a line. And either we're going to do this together or we're not. And like, that was, again, my more of aggressive nature. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. She was already at that point too. I'm like, so either we're getting on the same side here or we're not getting on the same side. And we're just going to go our separate ways because this is not working. Yeah. It's not healthy for either of us. And it was just really sad because like we were both very like just dead at that moment oh, inside. Yeah. Like we neither of us liked each other like yeah. we were just and, and that well, was, it was only, hard and i mean it's by the grace of god and then both of our stubbornness of still in a place of you're not getting beckham right yeah and he was well you're not getting Beckham, so we better figure this <laughs> right, out right. i was talking to a friend a few months ago and they were in a season of a lot of arguing in their marriage and you know i said you do know there is something worse than arguing in your marriage and she's like, well, what? And I said, not caring enough to have a fight. Oh. And I've only been there one time in my marriage. It was early on. And I we had kind of been arguing and not even arguing as much as, because Carter's not a huge arguer, much as like I kept bringing things up mm-hmm. like over and over and felt like I was getting the same like who like I was like you are not like you are not engaging with it like you are not here and I will never forget the moment in our marriage that we I was trying to talk to him again and it was kind of the same thing and I just remember turning over and I literally didn't even care enough to like do the silent treatment because I just would rather sleep than even be mad anymore yeah Mm -hmm. and it was like this in it the next day I remember feeling scared like this is this is different than not having, like, not being happy in your marriage. This is, like, not caring no, in your I marriage. No, I think we had for sure gotten to that point. And I would recommend, we didn't at the time, I think both of us would recommend going back and having gone to, like, counseling. Now, granted, we did have 
very good people in both of our corners that were for both of us support like I will say that was an amazing thing about our family my mom and dad supported Blake right his parents always supported me right. and supported us together yeah. they so never you had your support team we did have a we, we just didn't have each other so we did <laughs> yeah, exactly. and our friends we we are surrounded yeah. by people that are for marriage and it was never a you should just get out like right. they're awful it was never that right but I mean I think both of us would say we probably should have done counseling, gone to counseling, but we did have good where we could be raw and they were more, okay, let's see how we can get you guys good, right. really good and thriving. No marriage is perfect. Like this, no. this went to show us that like you, you, it's a false sense of security to think that your marriage is just perfect. But then on the same token, it, it starts to like create better boundaries and better things in your marriage to like have these big fights and these these moments of like arguing and and like divide and about to walk away because then it makes you realize what is most important in your marriage Mm -hmm. but that's only phase one getting to that point was only phase one for us of saying hey we're either doing this together we're not doing it at all phase two was how do we fix all of these broken pieces we learned to not fight fairly. We learned to not fight nicely. We right. brought stuff up. Like, uh, so that whole next face. year of learning to not bring things up. And not <laughs> You're like, wait, wait, I'm not it supposed to. It was so hard. It, it was, was hard. very well, difficult. I think there's even some, I mean, we, I think we could say now, but even in this past year, we've recognized like, hey, this is something that we brought into our marriage 10 years ago that we don't want here anymore. Mm-hmm. But we've been able to talk it out when we're not angry and be like, hey, this is something when we fight that you do that I really hate. It really hurts. He's been able to say that to me. And we both really had to work and realize, like, this is stuff we brought into our marriage 10 years ago or allowed to come into our marriage 10 years ago. And you have to continue to make that choice. And it's not easy. You tell yeah. your kids to have self control, but when you're fighting with your husband, <laughs> that rule does not apply. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you have to do multiple drawing lines in the sand, or you know, and realizing, okay, we're gonna fight, but it's gonna get better. Yeah, and that's what I I feel like with every betrayal. Mm-hmm. So what I have, what I have, kind of been looking at and researching and really reflecting on in relationships is that betrayal really just comes down to I expected this from you Mm -hmm. and I was failed by that expectation and every healthy relationship where both people feel it's healthy yes comes from you have three things you have safety Mm -hmm. you have support Mm-hmm. And you have sincerity. Mm-hmm. You have a genuine, like, what I say is real. Yeah. And you can trust that my words, you know. Yeah. And so when I've looked at every betrayal that I've ever been witness to or my own betrayal, I have found that it's, and you can have all three. You can have just one. Mm-hmm. You can have a combination of them. So when you guys, I won't answer for you. I have a thought. But when you guys look at that, like, your safety like the safety you felt with the other person, oh, the support you felt. Gone, gone. Gone. <laughs> and what about like, did you feel like, do you feel like you lost that sincerity piece because you felt like you couldn't trust him anymore? Or do you feel like you guys. I feel like I, the, the, sorry, the tr- I feel like I never lost trust in who she was and like for normal things, but I, I did lose that sincerity. Like I don't, I didn't believe that she 
really cared like where I was in this situation. Right. And she, I don't feel like she believed that I actually did care for, cause I mean, part of us didn't care about the other one at the moment, <laughs> like, but like I, but that sincerity piece and that being able to like trust again took a long time to rebuild. No, like, I think, I think like you said, we both trusted he was still the best dad for Beckham. I was still the best mom for mm-hmm. Beckham. We were not, we didn't believe that each other was the best team for Beckham. I didn't believe he was the best husband for me. He didn't believe I was the best wife because, yeah, I think when you lose all those other pieces, and I think we didn't feel like we were being heard. Right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't safe. It wasn't safe. Because what, he was hurting when I was trying to say something shut down, and that is something both of us need to be, we're ones because we do communicate. I may say something, but I need you to know what I'm, like we, that's sometimes still what our arguments are, like. We can say something until the other one hears our heart right. and yes. gets that. And so that we still have to keep working through things. So in yeah. that time, we didn't even have the emotional and ability to do that. That safe place piece is yeah. um, still something that we work on today. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. well, if we're in, if because we still argue. <laughs> no. if, we're in, if we're in an argument, it is when, like sometimes it gets to that point. Of, like, I don't feel like this is a safe place. Yeah. And calling that out is like a good check for the other person to be like, okay, hold on. We've got to figure out what's the best way to right. approach this. So, right. Well, we've had to learn to walk away. I'm one that doesn't. I'm like a dog with a bone. I want to get it done. Let's figure it out. And we've had to learn, okay, let's walk away. Mm-hmm. You calm down. I'll come down. We'll pray. And then let's come back. And sometimes we have to walk away again. Because right. we're both very passionate. We're right. <laughs> people. And so right. you have to learn that through. But yeah, that's a lot. So I think that also played a part in that whole journey is because we were not caring to listen. Yes. And that's what... So one of the things I want to do... In, in the podcast that I'm doing mm-hmm. and the course that I'm doing is I want, what I find in, in life is so often we don't even know what we're feeling mm-hmm. and we don't know why we're feeling it. And because our feelings are so real, mm-hmm. it's very hard to get past the confusion. Yes. And I'm a believer, if I can get past the confusion and see what really is happening, it's easier to, to identify what God's saying to me what Satan's trying to do, what he's trying to tear down, what he, what lies I've believed, because sure. there's always lies that I'm believing. Yeah. Like even now when, you know, Carter and I are having something and like I said, like I'll feel like he's not there for me. There is a voice that, ha- it, it doesn't say this straight, but it's like, he doesn't care. Like he's not supported. Like he's not supporting you. And for me, when I can identify like what piece is it that I'm feeling disappointed or, be- you know, betrayed is a big word in some ways, but it's like that disappointment where I thought you were going to be safe, supportive, and I thought you, I could trust, you know, you're going to be sincere. And there's always one of those pieces missing. And yeah. so even just recently, I was thinking like, why am I feeling frustrated? It's like, oh, I don't feel supported. Mm-hmm. And then I could look back and say, well, is Carter supporting? I'm like, well, he does this, he does this, he did, you know, he did this all day, he did this all day. Like all of those things, you could say they were supporting me or our family and things I want, you know, for, sure. for our life. But in my moment, the way I was feeling, I was telling myself I wasn't being supported. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really passionate with all of these conversations and the education side is like, if you can organize it or clarify it so that when you're having these big betrayals because let's face it betrayal i mean affairs 
like lying, you know, yeah. backstabbing, like all of these things. I just feel like to the older I get and the more decades that I live, the more I see how hard it is to have long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Whether, no, I mean, family, friends, marriage, children, like healthy mm-hmm. relationships. I just, I think it's so hard. And that's something that I love about our community. Mm-hmm. And that's what like you guys go to uh, by Coda. Yeah. And that's something that I'm like, there are people there that we're talking, you know, not years of relationship. We do decades. Yeah. And I just, I look at that, the power of communities that just say like churches that are just like, we are living life together. Mm-hmm. We have these things that come, we have things that shift, we have, but like that evolution of growing and healing. Yeah. And I am also a firm believer that we're called to do like our purpose and we're called to have relationships. And those two things are the things that give us opportunities to heal and to oh. discover our identity. For and sure. so relationships are a huge piece. And I just feel like so many people. Mm-hmm don't understand how important they are. It's easy to have something happen in your marriage or a friendship that's huge. Like, what you guys went through Mm -hmm. was huge. Like, first-time parents getting a very serious diagnosis of a child. That's not just a diagnosis where you have to go to a doctor's appointment once a week. You're saying, I mean, every day throughout the day, you guys had to learn to do new things. Mm -hmm. And, again, anyone that's become a parent knows, like, first child is... Kind yeah. of traumatic in general. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, exactly. so I just think like you had this thing that got put onto your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that could come and take, it could have taken everything from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now you look at it and it's just been this life changing, like the thing that you guys have had to rely on God and kind of surrender so much, Mm -hmm. but yet fight so much, which I always think is a funny combo that God has us do. He's like, hey, let it all go, but then go ahead and fight. (laughs) Fight for it. But no, for sure. I think obviously we would choose to not have the diagnosis, but you do see in this 10 years of Beckham being here, so much good has come out of it. We're better people because of it. We've had to learn to get in and dig. And I have some rock solid foundation with God in our marriage because you walked through where it was completely knocked off. And so it was so worth it in the end. And when we got the diagnosis with our daughter, our third daughter, Elsie, we were able to walk that out very differently because we had put in the hard work of doing this yeah. Accepting each other where you're at. How can I support you? If I'm not doing well and you're not doing well, we want to be supportive of each other, but I'm maybe not your person right now. You would think I'm your wife, you're my husband, but sometimes when you're both grieving, we can't, I can't help you because I'm hurting. Yeah. And in that time with, when we found out Elsie did have it, we were able to go to our other people Still support each other, but not pile on to him what he didn't need, not pile on to me what we didn't need, but still come back and connect at the end of the day. Are you better? Did you get okay? Let's talk through what you were feeling. And I think that so helps, but I think it's so worth, relationships are worth the fight. Right. I'm just, I'm thankful because I wouldn't want to live this part of my life without Blake because no one else has walked through it and doesn't understand but him. And it was so worth, like, looking back 10 years, I'm so thankful we chose to stay together. And there's so much life and joy and just that you can look around and see. And it wasn't fun that first year. And then the year, those two years were not fun. It was hard. 
we've had hard seasons since. I mean, I think that's the thing that you're going to notice. There's seasons in it. You're going to be close. You're going to be pulled apart. You're going to come back together. But it's worth it to live that life and look back over the hills and valleys of it and know that you've stuck it out with this person. Well, and I, I think that the healing that God sometimes brings mm-hmm. in in those times, like after we drew that line and we decided, hey, we're moving forward, right? It took a good year to get back on our feet together, mm-hmm. but then we had three years and we consciously made the decision to have another kid, knowing the chances that they could be born with cystic fibrosis. And some parents would be like, why would you do that? Why why would you take that chance and risk this for another kid? But we, we felt like God was like, you're supposed to have another kid. And we weren't gonna let Satan so, steal that. And we weren't gonna let Satan steal it. So we decided we we decided to get pregnant. It wasn't an accident, it wasn't <laughs> not that any kids are accidents, <laughs> but we were like, all right, we're gonna do it. Cambry came, no diagnosis, right? Like and it was it was funny because after she was born, then we decided to have her tested. We didn't do any pre testing because we were like, We we believe God has a plan. So it was after she was born that we had to do the testing and that was like a, another challenge of like, oh my gosh, this is stressful, but it wasn't on the same level as that first time, right? Well, that I think we, we could we help knew. each other in that time. Like we had learned how to help each other in that time. Yeah. And then we were done. We were done. <laughs> we as were much as I love Elsie, we were done having done having kids and honestly, we're getting ready to take measures and God was like, nope, wait a second. And he gave us another one that also has the same journey, but to see, you know, how it pieces together that she and Beckham can sit on the couch and do their treatments together. They have this story together. They have these things. It's interesting how God puts this all together for you when you don't see it in that moment of betrayal, in that moment of division. Mm-hmm. You don't see what this total outcome is going to be, but our story is getting more and more complete. It's not always easy, but it's yeah. more and more complete. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things through betrayal, as we kind of wrap up and stuff, that I just... I. I believe that God's promises don't just happen to us. Like we have to hold on to them and really fight for them. And I believe that it takes faith to have God's purposes on our life. Like I don't think he forces them on us. It's like we have to choose them. Like do we, excuse me, do we want them? So what? one of the promises that I always during my betrayals hold on to is that God will work this out for good Mm -hmm. because I love him. Mm -hmm. And I think that in cases with marriage, I think that's always a good promise to hold on to Mm -hmm. because you guys did have a moment where you both decided to get on board. But I do know that some marriages don't get that as far as like Blake could have made any choice. Hannah could have said, no, nope, I think we like, were both scared that, I mean, as much as we, you were dead, like, and didn't think you cared, I think if someone would have walked away, then you would have had that whole... Yeah. Yeah. So I always, cared. like, when I am coaching, counseling mm-hmm. people in their marriage, just like, you have to hold on to the belief that God will work this out for good, even if the other person doesn't choose to be a healthy partner mm-hmm. or a safe, supportive, sincere person in your life. Mm-hmm. And either learning that God will teach you how to change your expectations or God mm-hmm. will teach you the the healthy way to put boundaries up so that you don't have to live in your betrayal every day, but sure. he will guide you. And it goes back to that guiding, you know, being guided at each moment and letting God take you step by step and not like getting ahead of him, you know, obviously. But anyway, I just think it's so, there's so much power when we really dig in. Mm-hmm. And there's, when we do, when we're willing to fight for things mm-hmm. and fight for the purposes God has for us, it's just, I just want to encourage people not to 
live by their feelings and even when they're so strong and real to take those moments to pull back figure out what's going on in this betrayal Mm -hmm. what is it that you're feeling is actually being lost what where are you disappointed what did you expect what can we learn about that person in this season that maybe we need to shift our expectations not to just harden our hearts but to give space for the relationship to keep going well I think so and I think like you said when you're it's very important where where's this feeling coming from what's the root of it and then when you're having communication not forming not thinking about what your response is going to be and actually listening and asking the questions to help your partner find where is this exactly and Blake has begun to be very good about okay I know you're angry why what are we feeling and what's going on the biggest thing is never blaming my root yes on the other person because the ultimate thing is what I want to do is when you've disappointed me and you've betrayed me this is not my problem this is all your problem Mm. I and yet what I have learned is God gives us not saying he gives us the betrayal but he gives us people in our life to to encourage and trigger healing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when in my marriage I have been betrayed, mm-hmm. yes, maybe maybe Carter's failed. Maybe he needs to do more. Maybe, you know, but it always triggers my own healing that needs to be taken. And that's where God can bring good no matter what. God can heal me no matter if Carter ever decides to walk through a healing if he needs it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. And that's the story we have to change because we do this like, well, I can't. I don't, I don't need to change because it's them. I don't need to change because they're the problem. And you're like, yeah, but we're all missing out on this life that I could be living. And it's not, it doesn't have to just stay just because the other person is stuck. I'm not staying stuck. Like, watch me go. We're moving forward. Like, and I told Carter that in the past when we were in a bad season, I'm like, listen, just so you know, I'm moving forward. Come with me or don't. Mm -hmm. And I love you. I'm not saying I'm leaving you, but I'm saying, I'm going forward. I'm not staying back here stuck. If you want to stay back here stuck, oh, we'll see if I can work with this. But, but like, I'm moving forward. He's like, okay, well, thanks. And I'm like, no, like, take it or leave it. But I've got stuff to do. So I, I think Blake's used to that because I there's things that'll come up. I'm like, okay, here's the line that I've drawn. This is what I'm thinking. Do you want to come? Because here's yeah. where we're going. Yeah, yeah. You and I, and have I have that a lot common. of that. I'm not letting the enemy take us down. Right. And I mean, just two weeks ago, I was like, okay, I really feel like we're being attacked. I don't expect you to come out in the 100 degree weather and walk around our house, but I really feel like I need to walk around our house praying over the dreams that we had. And he's like, I will 100% support you. I will be praying right here. But I did. And and we agreed on it together. But there is some of that. I think, like you said, you have to get in and fight, recognize the enemy's here to take. Right relationships, people. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy every part of it. And that was something I learned through that journey is I'm not letting you take take things. You can right. throw things at me. Yeah. I live in a fallen world. Right. Things are going to happen. And I do get knocked down, but I don't like to stay knocked yeah, I know. down. I, it's, <laughs> Hannah comes up fighting and Blake is, come I on. I thought you were going to say, but I get up again. <laughs> <laughs> I do get up again. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having this conversation. I just believe God is doing so much in in these conversations and helping people get past that confusion and have real tools to like, okay, this is what's going on. Because yeah. if we can see it, we can deal with it. Yeah. So anyway, thank you guys. Well, thank, thank you for you. having us. <laughs> yeah, bye.
Was that not just an amazing conversation? (laughs) I don't know. I just, I'm just truly humbled to get to be a part of life with these people and many other amazing people in the community that I live. And I just really want to encourage you guys that as Christians, we should be experiencing restoration and redemption. Um, I am not naive to know that not every relationship, not every marriage works out, and I don't judge anyone for that. However, even when things don't work out, we should be healed. We should be experiencing healing as Christians. We should be overall operating in amazing relationships, okay? Not every one of them. We are going to have hurt. We're going to have betrayals, and sometimes we have to have very strong boundaries. I 100% support that. However, you should be healed, okay? Um, I'm just passionate about it. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, I have a masterclass that is coming up on Sunday, September 25th. You need to sign up if you want access to it, even just to rewatch it. And I really want to help clarify betrayal so that people um, can get past their hurt from it because I believe as Christians we should be getting past the hurts of our betrayals not just that I want to help you understand betrayal so that you can understand it in the future of what you've been through and what you're going through so thank you guys I'm so happy to have you here I will see you guys back here next week Thank you for joining me. As always, I love having you here. Don't forget, if you have a relationship right now that's confusing and hurtful, you can download your free relationship guide at yourbetrayalguide.com. And also, I want to encourage you to remember that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your relationships. He has a path for you, okay? Don't forget that. As always, I appreciate it if you would leave me a review and find me on socials. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.